Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church, Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. The goodness of God flows best out of your passion, power, and pocket. So there are three, three things that God needs to use you to pour out his goodness um, in an unlimited measure in the earth. There are three things you need to have for God to use you to, to pour out his goodness, to, for you to be a dispenser of God's goodness. And can you get this? Everyone, listen, every single one of God's children, everybody who is born again, everybody who is saved, you are supposed to be a vessel in the hands of God for the dispensing of his goodness. There are three things you need to have. You need to have passion. You need to have power and you need to have pockets. The three P's, passion, power, and pocket. Now, now I want to talk about it as we, as we crown this 100th episode. You need to get this. Because if you're following this teaching and you are here today, God wants to pour the goodness, his goodness through you into the earth. He wants you to be a vessel through which the rest of humanity will experience his goodness. You need passion. You need power. You need pocket let's read in luke chapter 10 it's a story we have um, looked at before uh we look at it again <laughs> it's a story we've looked at before we'll look at it again um, um i'm reading from luke chapter 10 verse 30 luke chapter 10 verse 30 okay uh then jesus answered and said a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Mm -hmm. He passed on the other side, Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Verse 33, But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged him, his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he had departed, when he departed, he took out two dinarai, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Aha. Uh -huh. I want you to notice that he took out two coins. A dinarai is equal to a day's wage. So he took out two days' wages. So basically, he paid for two days. And he said, on the third day, uh, I'm, not, I'm not dropping anything. Whatever you spend, 
In other words, you are not limited. I'm coming to that revelation. You are not limited. It's a, it's a blank check. Whatever you spend, when I come back, I'm going to pay you. All right. So, which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, and he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Okay. This is a popular story called the story of the Good Samaritan. Um, today, even that phrase, the Good Samaritan, is used when people, you know, uh, dispense goodness without expecting anything in return. So a Good Samaritan is somebody, maybe he found something that was lost and then took pains to, you know, locate the owner and they say a Good Samaritan found it. A Good Samaritan did this. A Good Samaritan did that. A Good Samaritan is somebody who selflessly serves and helps somebody who has, you know, um, met with misfortune or something. Okay. Now, I want to focus on the Good Samaritan, that guy. What enabled this guy to show God's goodness to the man who was, who was wounded by thieves? What, what enabled him? What empowered him? There were three things that empowered him to show goodness, to, to be a vessel through which God poured goodness on this guy. Now, remember that when the thieves beat this guy, at the moment the thieves beat this guy, that was when heaven started looking for somebody to help this guy. Heaven needs us as co-laborers on the earth. So, heaven couldn't find anybody. A Levite came, he passed by, I can imagine heaven got disappointed because the Levite could not allow himself to be used uh, by God to reach this guy and pour goodness on him. So he passed and he left. A priest came, he passed and he left. So all of this time, heaven was very much looking for somebody to help this guy. The goodness of God needed to get to him. They are, they are beating him and left him for half dead. They, they, they thought he was you know, going to die, and they, they left him half dead. And, and they're gone. They took his things. They, you know, he bleeding everywhere, wounds all over his body. And the people who came by could not be used by God. They did not allow themselves to be used by God, that is. But this guy arrived, and he was a Samaritan, a, a, a person who is not supposed to relate with the Jews. He came and... He was the one that God found. His heart was open to be used. So we asked the question, what was it about this Samaritan guy that enabled him to be a vessel to be used to pour goodness? There are three things about him. It's in the story. The Bible says in verse 33, when he got there, he had compassion. When he got there, he had compassion. What makes a person develop compassion for other human beings? What makes a person develop compassion for other human beings? One of the things that will build compassion in a person for other human beings is a passion for God. A passion for God will produce compassion for men. A passion for God we produce compassion for men. There is nobody who has a passion for God who does not have compassion for men. 
people who are close to God have um, um, a unique characteristic about them. They are passionate to help men. Why? Because you can't love God and the love for men and the desire to help men is not rubbed off from God to man. You see, God is so willing to help man. The Bible says, what is man that you are so mindful of him? What is man that you are so mindful of? God loves man so much, so much, that anybody who hangs with God will pick up the love for man from God. So, so if, you, if you develop a passion for God, it will manifest as compassion towards men. One of the things you know, a, a, genuine, a genuine man of prayer, a genuine man of God, a genuine man of his presence, you will see a deep compassion for people. Uh, uh, what is compassion? Compassion is a deep feeling of sympathy and sorrow for another who is hurting, someone who is in pain or has misfortune, and is usually accompanied by a strong desire to help the suffering. It's not just that they feel strongly about their situation, but there is a strong desire to help in the suffering. That's compassion. And I want you to understand this about Compassion. So, so I want to talk about there are three things I saw in this man. Okay, let me mention the three things, and then I'm going to take my time to unpack each one of them. So, the first one was compassion. All right. The second one, Bible says he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. So, so he 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 disembarked from his donkey and went across to the man who was hurting. And dressed his wound. He poured oil and wine. Oil and wine are symbols of the Holy Spirit. They are symbols of the power of God. This guy had the power of God. And he was able to administer to the wounds. Because what is going to bring healing? What is going to bring uh, um, 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 succor to the woundedness that people have received from the enemy? The one who came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil. What is it that is going to bring healing to people? Is the anointed. Uh-huh. Is the anointed. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, He said, the Lord God has anointed me. No, 61. He has anointed me to preach the good news to, to the poor and, and uh, to bind the brokenhearted. And, and then he, he went on and on. Uh, well, I'm, let me not jump, get ahead of myself. I'm going to get there. All right, so, so the second one is power. The oil and the wine represents power. So first is passion, eh, and, and, and then power. Then the next is pocket. Bible says he took him to uh, the city where he was going, and he took him to Jericho. When he got there, he went to a, an inn. He's probably a regular customer to this business of hospitality. And they called the innkeeper, paid the innkeeper. He had money. He paid the innkeeper to take care of this guy and then said to the innkeeper, go ahead, spend whatever is needed. When I come back, I will pay for it. All right. So we, we see passion. We see power. We see pocket. You need to have the three. We are, please hear what I'm saying now. We are in the time. The body of Christ, the people of God on the earth, 
Every single one of us. We need to have the three. Otherwise, we will not be able to dispense the goodness of God to our generation. We need to have passion, which that passion, it's first of all towards God. And when he hits God, it comes out towards men as compassion. The passion for God will manifest as compassion towards men. So, so we need that. We need, number two, we need power. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power, and he went about doing good. If he was not anointed with the Holy Ghost and anointed with power, there is no way he could go to do good. He was anointed with Holy Ghost and power, and he went about doing good. Number three, we need to have pocket. We need to have money. And can I say this to you? <laughs> Compassion for men, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the financial muscle required. Because God is in the business of pouring out his goodness to fill the earth. I am telling you now, God wants to pour out and soak the church in this tree. To soak the people of God, the body of Christ, to soak and marinate them and saturate them with this tree. Passion, power, and pocket. Fashion, power, and pocket. You know, those three things. The Spirit of God, we are in the time that God is wanting to empower His church in, in overflowing measure. In overflowing measure. This three. Let, let, me, let me take my time to unpack, um, you know, each one of them. All right. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. You need to let me know how I'm doing with time. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Put on tender mercies. That's compassion. Put on tender mercies. That's compassion. God says put it on. We need to have compassion. We need to put it on. And wear it. And have it. Because why did the priest and the Levite pass? And, and, and they were not moved by the pain of this guy. They didn't have compassion. Why didn't they have compassion? There was no passion for God. They were not people of his presence. When we become people of his presence, we will have passion for men that are outside we will have passion. We will have passion for lost souls. For men of his presence have compassion for men outside of his presence. Let me say that again. Men of God's presence have compassion for men outside of God's presence. In other words, men who are out in the world, they need men of God's presence. So if people, if the church does not have a passion or compassion for lost souls is because we are not people of his presence. The more we soak his presence and soak his mind and his heart, he, that heart is transferred to us and we are able to um, extend compassion to those who don't know, do not know Jesus, to those who have been waylaid by, by the thief, by the one who came to steal, to kill and destroy, the ones who have been beaten on the wayside, the people who have been knocked down by life. They need us. But there's a heart that's required to be able to minister to them. 
There's a heart that's required for God to flow his goodness through us to get to them. The Bible said this, this uh, Samaritan had compassion. The Levite didn't have it. The priest didn't have it. They are church people. They didn't have it. They didn't have it. It was this Samaritan that had it. So if God is going to pour out his goodness through you, you need to have compassion. Let, let me show you a, a, a something else. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 19. Exodus 33, verse 19. Now, now, now Exodus 33, 19. Look at what the Bible says. Um, we have read these scriptures a few times in the course of this series. He says, Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. I want to show you that everywhere there is compassion, the goodness of God will flow. Everywhere there is compassion, the goodness of God will flow. And the, the Bible will say concerning Jesus, and he had compassion on them. For, follow the story, you will see a manifestation of God's goodness. He had compassion on them, he healed them. He had compassion on them, he reached out to them. So compassion will always go before the goodness of God flows. So anybody who doesn't have compassion will, will be limited in how much the goodness of God will flow through them. And how do we develop deep compassion for humanity 7.8 billion people on the planet how do we develop the kind of compassion the father has towards them we need to we need to pursue god <laughs> we need to pursue his presence we need to soak in his presence we need to spend so much time with him then his heart rubs off on us and his heart of compassion towards men we begin to exhibit compassion towards men isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 isaiah 30 Verse 18. Isaiah chapter 30 verse number 18. It says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be good to you or he may be gracious to you. Therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. So, so he says here, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. Therefore, he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. That mercy is connected with compassion. Again, if God's goodness is going to flow, it's going to flow where his compassion is directed. The, the Father uses his compassion to open the door for his goodness to pour. The father uses his compassion to open the door for his goodness to pour. If you remember the story of the prodigal son, and the Bible says, and the father of the prodigal son had compassion towards this child. As the child came back, he had compassion towards his boy. And what did he do? Goodness followed afterwards. Blessed him, changed his clothes, put a ring on his fingers, you know, put sandals on his feet, killed the fatted calf, threw a party, everybody rejoiced. Can you see goodness? But it flows after compassion. So if compassion is not coming out from your heart, goodness will not flow. So, so we are in a season where God wants our heart to be tampered with, with the compassion that flows from his presence. Uh, Isaiah chapter 49 verse 13. Isaiah 49 
verse 13. Look at what the Bible says. Uh, uh, my time is really running. He, he says, look. Am I, am I reading? Isaiah 49, 13. Yeah. Sing, O heavens. Be joyful, O earth. And break out in singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people. And he will have mercy on his, on his afflicted. Some version of the Bible says he will have compassion on the afflicted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says there, the Lord has comforted his people. And he will have mercy on his afflicted. Everyone, listen this, listen to this. Everyone who is under any kind of affliction from the enemy. There is, listen, there is compassion in the heart of the Father for the people. But how come? Please hear this. How come not everybody who is afflicted of the enemy is getting help? How come? How come not everybody is getting helped? The father has compassion towards them. How come? Let me tell you how come. The father is not finding men on earth. Ah, men on earth through whom he can reach out to relieve them of the affliction. Bible says, God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good and healing them that were oppressed of the devil. Can I tell you that, you know, suggest that the devil has been oppressing people before Jesus came. But he had to take the, the appearance and manifestation of Jesus for him to set the captives free, for him to set the afflicted free. What am I saying? There are many people who are suffering around the world today and it's not the will of God. It's not the will of God that, that, they, that they suffer, that they are afflicted by the devil. Never. It's not the will of God. But how come they are suffering? Because God hasn't found men. Men who are anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Men who have compassion. Men who have pocket. This is why. But I'm saying to you now, we are in a dispensation that God is empowering the church. That's why we are teaching these things. God is empowering the church with passion with with power and with pocket so that the goodness of god can reach everyone who is afflicted we can help them we can lift them from the affliction and we can set them free i prophesy to somebody tonight if you're under any kind of affliction by from the devil i speak healing right now in the name of jesus i speak a breakthrough in that situation in the name of jesus that pain is hereby resolved in the name of jesus that negative doctor's report is cancelled in the name of jesus I, I don't care what the doctors say we cancel that negative report right now in the name of jesus all right let me let me run my my time is, it's really going. The Bible says, you know, um, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, I've already quoted that scripture. Uh, God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. Now this is what the anointing does. I, Isaiah chapter 61. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted." To proclaim liberty to the captives. The opening of the prison to those who are bound. This is what the anointing does. This is what the power of God. When the power of God is upon you, this is what it does. To, the, to, to proclaim the acceptable year, acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. 
to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many, strange, of many generations. These are the things that when we are anointed, we can do. Hallelujah. We need the power of God. Oh, we need the power of God. This is the time. And can I tell you something? God is wanting to anoint everybody in the church. Ah! God is wanting to anoint everybody in the church with power so that we can demonstrate his goodness. We can, we can release said people who are afflicted by the devil. God wants to anoint us with his power. But there's a price to pay for the power of God. There's a price to pay. It's a price of the pursuit of God's presence, the pursuit in prayer. That's the price to pay. Uh, there's no other price to pay for power. Genuine power comes from the presence of God. Genuine power comes from a prayer life. It's a powerful prayer life that produces a, a powerful, a, you know, anointed life. It's, it takes a prayer life to produce an anointed life. Okay? And then let me take the the last, the, the last one, my, my time is run away from me. Let, let me take the last one. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. The, the Bible says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, so that you having all sufficiency in all things may, abound, may have an abundance for every good work. An abundance for every good work. That includes money. God wants us to have an abundance of money for every good work. This good Samaritan took this man on his donkey to the innkeeper and paid the innkeeper. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. The innkeeper, there are many interpretations of this parable. But the innkeeper represents even the church. It can represent the church who have been um, empowered by the Spirit of God with, with, with the resources to look after those who have been broken by the thief, those who have been injured by the enemy. But I want you to notice that he gave only two, two coins. He paid for two days. The third day he left open. Now, now we are in the third day. We are in the third day. 2,000 years had gone. This is 1,000 years like a day. So we're in the third day. In, on the third day, he did not put a limit. He did not put a limit. He said, whatever you spend, when I come back, I'm going to give you. Let me tell you what that is saying. We're in the dispensation now. Oh, there is no upper limit to how much resources is going to come into the church for us to showcase the goodness of God. The limits are off now. Ah, the limits are off now. In other words, Christians are going to become trillionaires. <laughs> Christians are going to become trillionaires. Tri not billionaires. Trillionaires. And it's going to come because there is a passion for God. And, and they, they, you know, that passion for God brings men to where they have compassion for men. Okay, They also connect with the power of God. The unlimited flow of the power of God. And then they are going to connect with the unlimited flow of finances. There is no upper limit 
to how much money that's going to be spent <laughs> to demonstrate the goodness of God to the world. I'm telling you now, listen, we are in the dispensation where heaven is not going to spare anything to showcase the goodness of God in the earth through finances. So, so there's going to be an extravagant um, 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 expenditure of resources to demonstrate the goodness of God to those, to extend the goodness of God to those who have been misfortune or misfortuned to meet the thief, the destroyer, the one that robs people, the one that injures people, the Satan himself. We are in the season when God is saying, I'm not holding anything back. I'm pouring out money. I'm pouring out resources. In other words, the pocket, please hear this, the pocket size of the believer for this season that God is going to use to showcase his goodness, the pocket size of that believer is the pocket of God. This is the season for believers, their pocket becomes the pocket of God. In other words, their pocket and the pocket of God become one. They're able to dip into the pocket of God and bring out resources. The pocket of God is limitless. Ah, the pocket of God is limitless. So that's why he said, the, the, the man said, don't, don't, it doesn't matter any amount you spend. When I come back, I'm going to give you. Any amount you spend, don't spare anything. Whatever he needs, give it to him. So we're in the season where we, the church of Jesus Christ, we're going to feed the hungry of this world. We're going to clothe the naked of this world. We're going to pick up people Satan had beaten on the side of the road. We're going to put, pick up, you know, girls that Satan had pushed on the side of the road to sell their bodies. We're going to lift people who are living in squalor, living in poverty, change their life, build houses for them, you know, do scholarships for children to go to school at to the highest level of their ability. We're going to do all kinds of good. Train people and, and help people start businesses so that they can stand on their feet. Teach people how to fish. We're not just giving them fish. Empower them to fish. Help them buy a fishing line. Help them buy a fishing trawler. Hallelujah. Help them buy a, a, a boat and a canoe and, and, and fishing nets and, and send them out to go and fish. You hear what I'm saying? This We are there now. The, in other words, I want you to release your faith. To believe God for the downpour of these three things. Passion, power, and your pocket. You got to learn how to draw from the pocket of God. For us to be able to demonstrate the goodness of God without holding back. Without holding back. Without sparing anything. The world, the planet is going to be filled with the knowledge of the goodness of God as the waters cover the sea. It, like I said at the beginning, it's not just going to be knowledge. Uh, knowledge as in mental accent, you know, information. No, it's also going to be experiential knowledge. Experiential knowledge where everybody's experiencing the goodness of God because we are pouring it. We are doing good everywhere we go. We are certain people who are, who are bound by the devil and releasing them from captivity. We are doing good everywhere we go. So, Father, I pray tonight, give us passion. Give us power. Give us big, deep pockets in the name of Jesus. So I receive passion. I receive power. I receive big, fat, deep pockets. For me, for my people, for my audience, for the body of Christ, we receive these three things. As you are pouring them in this season, we receive them. Hallelujah. We receive them. 
and we come against stinginess, we come against uh, lack of generosity, we come against powerlessness, we come against the lack of passion and unwillingness to pay the price for the power of God. We come against it in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. This is a season for your power, for the passion, and for the pocket to be heavy on God's people so that we can demonstrate your goodness in the earth. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Good night. Um, we'll see you tomorrow as we continue the daily broadcast. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.